All righty there, little Misty Odell off of her The Struggle That Was Masterpiece. And you are tuned into Lavender Hill here on KZM Lincoln, KZM HD, 89.3 on the FM and online at kzm.org. Perhaps you're using one of those handy-dandy, smarter-than-a-calculator devices and taking us with you wherever it is you're doing this morning and listening to us on your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be listening up to two weeks after original broadcast date by visiting our archives, which can be found at www.kzum.org slash archives. However it is that you're listening, I'm glad you are. All righty. Well, last week you got to hear my take on the uh, Lincoln Fairness Ordinance, and you got to hear from Kay during Deb's show, and you also got to hear from her yesterday on our news hour. So I think we've pretty well covered that for the right now. So I'm going to leave that one be and actually start us out with something fun, something interesting, and I think really something to take a look at if you can't if you happen to be traveling anytime soon and going to washington dc you'll get to see a brand new statue that was unveiled in the uh, capitol rotunda for the uh, national statuary hall one of amelia Earhart from kansas uh, 85 years after the trailblazing aviator and feminist disappeared on the final leg of her circumnavigation of the globe, Earhart arrived in the Capitol Rotunda, a seven-foot-tall bronze representation of the best of American ingenuity, grit, and determination. Uh, according to an article here on LGBTQNation.com, published yesterday, Saturday, July 30th, Greg Owen writing for them. I'm sure most everybody is familiar with who Amelia Earhart was. All righty. So the statue's journey to the U.S. Capitol's National Statuary Hall, which holds 100 depictions of prominent Americans chosen by the 50 states, began when the Kansas legislature voted in 1999 to replace the state's two statues on display with ones representing Earhart and President Dwight D. Eisenhower. The Atkinson uh, Amelia Earhart Foundation paid for the 1,500-pound likeness sculpted and cast by brothers Mark and George London uh, in Colorado. Earhart's statue replaces a 12,000-pound marble likeness of former Senator John J. Ingalls. Earhart is the 11th depiction of a woman in Statuary Hall. Uh, so, hey, there we go. Some good stuff going on there. And... Uh, Oh, you can check out the whole article, and you might even get to see a picture of this statue by visiting the uh, website for LGBTQNation.com. And, oh, hey, look at that. I just posted the link to our Facebook page for Lavender Hill. I'm trying to be proactive and on top of things today. Hopefully that'll pop up for everybody here momentarily who's following along on the website. All righty, well, I have to go from something fun to something not so fun at all because, well, I haven't talked much about it. Haven't really been pushing a whole lot of information out, but there's a whole lot of disinformation going on too, so I think maybe I should try. Another article from LGBTQNation.com from Friday, July 29th. Uh, Sayantan uh, Dada writing that's d-a-t-t-a uh monkeypox is not a gay disease but it is being painted that way worldwide now, before i get into the article i saw something on facebook last night or this morning i can't remember which it was it all kind of blurs together after a while uh somebody had shared a uh i think it was a tweet 
indicating that the way the United States is treating monkeypox, at least when it comes to talking to people about it, seems to be very similar to how HIV AIDS was treated in the early 80s, even into the 90s, where, oh, it's a gay disease, so if you're not gay, then you don't need to worry. Yeah. Rumors that hospitals have even told straight women that, oh, no, it just looks like it. It's, that's not what it is. But anyways, in March 2020, when the COVID-19 pandemic was ravaging the world, a poster appeared in several places in uh, Hyderabad, India. The poster warned, do not allow kojas, arads, uh, hidras, excuse me, an Indian trans-feminine community, near the shops. If you talk to them or have sex with them, you will be infected with coronavirus. Beat and drive them away, or, yeah, call the emergency line. And similar things are being posted about monkeypox now. But anyway, several transgender rights activists took note, and eventually the police responded to the coronavirus issue there and uh, launched a probe to identify the miscreants. But this was not the first time that marginalized communities, especially queer and trans communities, were wrongly held responsible for the spread of a global pandemic and had violence instigated against them. And unfortunately, it wasn't the last time either with the monkey virus, monkeypox virus, pardon me, MPXV, having recently been declared a public health emergency of international concern by the WHO, queer people are once again being discriminated against and stigmatized. Experts believe this will prevent successful public health interventions from controlling the spread of the disease. Sounds very much familiar, doesn't it? MPXV is a viral disease that spreads through close contact. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the infection spreads through direct contact with the MPXV rash, scabs, or body fluids from a person who is already infected, indirect contact, i.e. by touching objects or surfaces that have been used previously by someone with MPXV, and through respiratory droplets and secretions. Although MPXV is not as infectious as COVID-19, more than 16,000 cases have been recorded worldwide, and the number continues to grow. Uh, A July 21st paper published in the New England Journal of Medicine, which analyzed demographics of MPXV infections from April to June 2022, reported that 98% of the persons with infection we're gay or bisexual men. Okay. Similarly, in a tweet dated July 23rd, WHO Chief Tedros Adhanom uh, Ghebreyesus mentioned that this outbreak, quote unquote, this outbreak is concentrated among men who have sex with men, especially those with multiple sexual partners. That means that this outbreak can be stopped with the right strategies in the right groups. I'm going to take a break right there and go, yes, right now. That's how it seems to be. Look at what community seems to have the most infection. Look at how that community is treated, not just in the United States or not just in England, but worldwide. And then look at what their resources are or lack thereof. Okay, so (laughs) think about all that. Uh, So does this mean queer men are at a higher risk of MPXV infections? Uh, Gagandink 
Kang, an acclaimed virologist at the Christian Medical College in Valor, India, told LGBTQ Nation that, quote, men who have sex with men are not the only group affected by the disease. If MPXV was a gay disease, she added, children would not be infected, which they have been in previous outbreaks of MPXV and this one. Kang uh, pointed out that while the MPXV virus has been detected in the semen of affected individuals, it is not, strictly speaking, a sexually transmitted disease. It is more of the respiratory and skin-to-skin contact routes that lead to transmission. So, hey, mask up again, right? Okay. All right, you can read the entirety of that article over on LGBTQNation.com. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot of information uh, correlating MPXV's current outbreak to COVID-19, to HIV, AIDS, and even to SARS. And, well, SARS and COVID are related directly anyways. So check that out. Follow the links if you want to get thoroughly educated on monkeypox. And, you know, take it from there. Be smart, especially if you're traveling. Be smart. Take precautions. But don't freak out, people. All righty. Well, like I said, you can check that out on LGBTQNation.com. I'm going to share that link to the Lavender Hill page during the music break here that we are getting ready for. And we'll just have to go from there as to what else is going on. Summer Osborne there off of her As I Am album with the spoken word introduction to the song Solution. Are you going to be the problem or are you going to be the solution? Very good question there, right? Okay, well, I don't know if this is part of the problem or not, considering the entire circumstances surrounding it, but a federal court has upheld the decision of a Catholic school to fire a counselor for uh, loving another woman. This is an article from pinknews.co.uk from uh, Diana, or uh, Danae, pardon me, Nesta Kupimba. Uh, from today, July 31st, 2022. And uh, this is referring to something that, if I recall correctly, we spoke about when it first hit the news, because these names are very, very familiar. Uh, Lynn Starkey was a guidance counselor at uh, Rankali High School in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and also had ministerial duties for more than 40 years. In August of 2018, Starkey informed the school that she was in a same-sex relationship and had a wife. This not only violated the church's teachings, but also her contract as employee of Rankali High School, uh, the uh, the Employees of that school are required to sign an agreement to uphold church doctrine both at work and in the home. The school allowed Starkey to finish her contract but did not renew it. According to the Indy Star in 2019, Lynn Starkey filed a lawsuit alleging that the Archdiocese and Roncalli High School had subjected her to a hostile work environment and discriminated against her on the basis of her sexual orientation. This treatment is contrary to the school handbook that states they are a welcoming Christian community and that for students, language and or behavior that is racist, sexist, homophobic, or ethnically degrading is not acceptable and would be grounds for disciplinary action. Note that was for students, though. So on Thursday, July 29th, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in Starkey v. Roncalli High School in Archdiocese of Indianapolis that the school had a right to fire the counselor as her relationship violates the school's and church's teachings. So, yeah, that's one of those mixed things right there. I mean, it's a private institution. 
I don't know at this point, based on the article or my memory of earlier coverage, if this school receives any kind of state or federal funding. So going with the assumption at this point that they do not, then they do have the legal right to discriminate against Ms. Starkey. But in violating their own handbook for the high school, there was definitely grounds for her and her lawyers to take action. Unfortunately, though, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals sided with the school in the archdiocese. You can read that entire article, though, on uh, pinknews.co.uk over there. Uh, and I've got the link posted right now to the Lavender Hill page on KZUM. All righty. So over on Facebook, that is, for KZUM's Lavender Hill. Wow, coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> All righty. Well, Let's stick with politics a little bit here for you. And this is going back just a little ways. I did not cover this last week. This is from July 22nd, 2022. Amelia Hansford writing for pinknews.co.uk. Whoopi Goldberg destroys Republican congressman's argument against same-sex marriage bill. You know, that's something we're really going to be talking a whole lot about now, thanks to a recent SCOTUS ruling that we all are familiar with in regards to uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned after nearly 50 years <sighs> and all of the fallout that may come from that. But during the July 20th installment of daytime talk show The View, Whoopi Goldberg addressed remarks by Republican Jim Jordan on a new bill which aims to protect same-sex and interracial marriage. Uh, the Respect for Marriage Act, which has passed in the House and now awaits a Senate vote, aims to protect marriage equality and in anticipation of potential rollbacks by the Supreme Court. However, Jordan called the bill the latest installment of the Democrats' campaign to delegitimize and intimidate the United States Supreme Court. Uh, that's what Mr. Jordan had to say. Uh, he went on saying, Democrats can't run on their disastrous record. They can't run on any accomplishments less than four months before an election. And all Democrats can do is stoke unfounded fears. But good old Whoopi didn't take that one sitting down like we ever thought she would take anything sitting down. Uh, addressing Mr. Jordan directly, she said, I know you don't really pay attention to much, but I will say that what the Democrats seem to be uh, running on is also protecting everyone's rights, regardless of whoever you love. They're trying to make sure that the rights you are so easily able to give away, we're trying to hold on and say, actually, you can't do that. Especially for a lot of folks who are also married interracially, which is coming up, bobbing its ugly head around. Just ask uh, Clarence Thomas what kind of a disaster he set himself uh, into when he uh, wrote that opinion. Or ask his wife, Jenny, if she's going to talk to anybody after her, uh, you know, insurrection charges. We'll just have to wait and see how that all works out. I really hope that it works out to where the Supreme Court backs down on stuff like this, that the Democrats and the Republicans and the independents and everybody else can cross that divide, can hold hands, if you will. And I'm not talking holding hands and singing Kumbaya. I'm talking making an agreement that our rights need to be protected and should be since the supreme court seems to be unable to fulfill their duties my opinion uh made law by congress all right you can read the entire article uh over on pinknews.co.uk 
I'm going to be posting that link during our next break here to the Lavender Hill page on Facebook. Like I said, I'm trying to be proactive. I'm trying to stay on top of that and uh, give you all more of an opportunity to follow up on what it is that I have been talking about here on the show. So hold me to it, right? Yes, please hold me to it. All righty. Well, we are about halfway through. I'm going to go ahead and go just a little early to our bottom of the hour break because uh, I don't want to be in the middle of talking about something else when it is time to do that. So just a smidgen early there. We're going to go ahead and we'll come back with some music before I get back into some more news commentary. All righty. So that was a little Sarah Peacock with Take a Little Time. That's off of her Burn the Witch. I don't think I've played that one recently for you, or if I have, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. If you noticed, last week I had all queer men for our music selections. This week it's all queer women. Yeah, kind of. Go back and forth a little bit here and there with things. All righty. Well, let's see here. Uh, We've done Whoopi. So how about we, uh, okay, we really don't need to, but I'm going to anyways go visit Florida with Ron DeSantis, uh, who uh, has filed a ridiculous complaint over a kid-friendly drag show. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has filed a complaint against a Miami restaurant after a video showed kids at a drag brunch event. Uh, This is an article from Friday, July 29th, 2022. Amelia Hansford writing for pinknews.co.uk. And we're all quite familiar with what's been going on with Don't Say Gay down in Florida. Alrighty, the uh, Floridian governor uh, spoke about the video, which sees a child walking with a drag artist at a Wednesday, July 27th news conference, saying that an investigation by the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation was conducted. They actually had agents going to this place and effectively just gathering information, getting intelligence, seeing what's going on, DeSantis said. And what they found was not only were there minors there, the bar had a children's menu. And you think to yourself, give me a break. What's going on? Uh, An administrative complaint accusing the restaurant, not bar, restaurant, of disorderly conduct was filed by the department on Tuesday, July 26, with uh, reports that NBC News had obtained the complaint on Thursday, the 28th. According to a tweet by activist Aaron Reed, the complaint referenced a 1947 rule that men impersonating women in a suggestive fashion is against the law. They are building the framework to go after all drag and likely all trans people, Aaron Reed continued in her tweet. Uh, so he, you, we're talking about some real potential issues coming up out of this one. Thank you. I uh, don't say gay Ron DeSantis. I really do want to know. I'm going to have to find this out. Is there a queen in Florida named Rhonda Santis? Because she could have a lot of fun with this. Uh, so yeah. Okay. I want to point out this was a restaurant, not a bar. It was a child-friendly drag event. So there was no suggestive anything going on. That would be like, you know, complaining the drag queen story. Oh, wait a minute. They do already complain about drag queen story hour, don't they? No point to, but they do. 
Alrighty, so yeah, the complaint reportedly says that the video shows what appears to be a transgender dancer walking with a young girl around the restaurant while wearing a G-string style bikini bottom. I'm sure if you were to watch the video, that's not exactly what's going on. The complaint also uses he, him pronouns despite saying that the dancer was female in appearance. Well, they got halfway there. Uh, the original clip was posted on TikTok, but had been shared by the notorious Twitter account uh, Libs of TikTok, which often shares videos ridiculing LGBTQ uh, teachers and other marginalized groups. Those who are targeted by the account often receive an influx of death threats and harassment. Yeah, the Washington Post released an expose on April 19th revealing the account owner to be Chea Rechik, uh, who attended the Capitol insurrection on January 6, 2021. Uh, reports later in the month suggested that uh, Rechik uh, had a long-running online friendship with DeSantis' press secretary, Christina Shaw. Around a month after he signed Florida State's hateful don't say gay legislation. See, there's a whole lot tied up all into this. And yeah, check it out for yourself, please. Form your own decisions. Form your own conclusions. But really, it was a child-friendly event at a restaurant that just happened to have a bar. So the bar itself did not have a child's menu or a kid's menu, however you want to put it. The restaurant did. Hmm, there's lots of bar and grill restaurant type places that have kids menus. We have several of them here in Lincoln. So, yeah. Mm, mm. I love how people misconstrue, mislead, and, yeah, just make things much worse than they actually are in any stretch of the imagination. Alrighty, well, sticking with Florida just for a little bit here and going over to LGBTQNation.com. This is an article from, from, from Friday, July 29th. Uh, John Russell writing for them. Florida instructs schools to ignore federal protections for transgender kids. Uh, Florida Education Commissioner Manny Diaz Jr. said that new federal protections under Title IX are not binding law. I'm going to scratch my head over that one for a second. Florida's Department of Education has instructed the state's public and private schools to ignore federal guidance on protecting transgender students from discrimination. In a memo sent to school administrators on Thursday, Education Commissioner Manny Diaz Jr. said the new federal protections under Title IX are not binding law, do not create any new legal obligations, and should not be treated as governing law, according to that memo. The department will not stand idly by as federal agencies attempt to impose a sexual ideology on Florida schools that risk the health, safety, and welfare of Florida students, the memo continued. Uh, sexual ideology? Uh, no, that's not the, what Title IX is implying with any stretch of the imagination with these new guidelines. Ugh. Last month, the Biden administration proposed changes to the legal interpretation of Title IX, which would help prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The pro proposed changes mostly undo rollbacks of Title IX rights during the Trump administration. As we celebrate the 50th anniversary of this landmark law, 
Our proposed changes will allow us to continue that progress and ensure all our nation's students, no matter where they live, who they are, or whom they love, can learn, grow, and thrive in school, said U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cordona in June. Diaz claims that allowing transgender girls to use the restrooms and locker rooms of their gender and to participate in school sports as their gender would jeopardize, quote, the safety and well-being of Florida students and risk violating Florida law. In 2021, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill to ban transgender girls from playing school sports. You know, Federal law trumps state law most of the time. Pardon the use of that word. So we're just, yeah, this is going to be a big old sticky mess and one that I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen with. You can check out that article on LGBTQNation.com. There's lots of links to previous coverage, more information about Title IX, to what's going on now, how this could affect not just Florida students, so check it out. Follow up on those links. Really find out what is going on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. Sorry. Uh, I'll be posting the link to that uh, along with the other Florida article uh, to the Lavender Hill page during our next music break here. And let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, hey, something good, perhaps, kind of, sort of, maybe. And again, from LGBTQNation.com. This is kind of a follow-up, if you will, to a story covered a long time ago now, it seems. A man was arrested in the shooting death of a transgender woman. Uh, and this is Daniel Villarreal writing for them Saturday, July 30th, 2022. A 26-year-old black transgender woman, an LGBTQ activist named... Uh, Keisha Chanel Getter was shot to death in an Augusta, uh, Georgia hotel parking lot. Uh, sorry about the background noise there. Uh, on July 20th. So I didn't even get a chance to cover this one, but it's nice to see that things are happening here. Uh, police arrested a 22-year-old cis man named uh, Jaquari Allen on July 21st in connection to her death. But Getter and Allen are from Eastover, South Carolina, though it's unclear if the two knew one another. Give me just a moment here. Sorry, I hit something on uh, Twyla's computer by accident, and I just wanted to make sure that wasn't going out over the air because, well, that's going to be coming up later. All righty, so let's get back to this article here. While investigators have yet to determine if uh, Geeter's murder was a hate crime motivated by anti-LGBTQ bias, she is believed to be the 21st transgender person murdered this year, according to the Human Rights Campaign. So that's actually been some, some quick turnaround there. What's going on, Georgia? You're actually paying attention for a change to what's going on? Or is it just circumstances actually led to a speedy arrest? Let's just hope it's the right person. Uh, Geeter was an active advocate in the LGBTQA community, according to a gun GoFundMe page for her funeral. She was very family-oriented, and to know her was to love her. She was a light that shined brighter than most, according to that GoFundMe page. As of July 26, the GoFundMe campaign had raised uh, just under 1200 of its $4,500 goal, and the funeral was to occur this past Friday. So, uh, yeah, if you want to find out a little bit more about her death, the arrest... And related incidents to that, you can go to LGBTQNation.com. Again, I'm going to be sharing that link on the Lavender Hill page 
on Facebook. But it is time for us to take a wee bit of a music break here. So uh, we're just you know going to go a little different here with the music. If I can get it to work here for me. Yep, there we go. Some Bananarama. All righty, uh, baby, she's got it. That was Bananarama with Venus. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see what other fun stuff I have in store for you here. But going over to LGBTQNation.com once again, we're going to travel the world a little bit. We're going to leave Florida, and we're going to go to Ghana. Not much better, actually. A whole lot worse. Two lawsuits have recently been filed on behalf of attendees of a 2021 LGBTQ human rights training workshop in Ghana. Uh, and they are hoping that this uh, will give a better future to LGBTQ rights in the country. Uh, according to an article by John Russell published yesterday, Saturday, July 30th, 2022 on LGBTQNation.com. In May 2021, uh, 21 people were arrested after Ghanaian police raided the workshop focused on documenting and reporting human rights violations against LGBTQ people. The group has since become known in Ghana as the HO21. As Pink News reports, last month, two separate lawsuits were filed in the Ghana High Court against the Inspector General of Police and Attorney General of Ghana on behalf of four members of the H021. Uh, these individuals were subjected to harassment, assault, discriminatory treatment, and other violations of their constitutional rights. We only hope that the court will give them justice based on the enormous evidence that is before them, said Richard Reicher Kwafi, uh, director of Queer Ghana Education Fund. He went on to say, we are ready to seek redress for all human rights violations against persons perceived to be LGBTQ plus, including violations committed by Ghana police and the state. And this is because of the trust that we have in our judicial system. End quote there. Uh, LGBTQ Ghanans uh, face widespread hostility in the majority Christian nation. Same-sex sexual acts between men are illegal in the country and anti-LGBTQ sentiment has only worsened in recent years. After the country's first LGBTQ support center opened in January 2021, public outcry led to a police raid and the center closed within a month. Soon after, the so-called promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill was introduced in parliament. Hmm. If memory serves, that was kind of backed by some of the ultra-conservative evangelicals here in the United States, perhaps even written and funded by... It wouldn't be the first time. All righty, you can find out more about that by visiting the uh, the website for lgbtqnation.com. I will be getting that link posted over there. I know I haven't been quite on top of that if you've been following along live, but that's because I've got some other issues that I'm taking care of here in the studio along the way. But I'll get that for you before I leave the studio. All righty, so... Um, <laughs> Oh, this could just be too funny. I'm going to have to save that one. I'm going to save that one because that's just too funny. So that means that we're going to go ahead and get into some music here for you. Maybe, maybe not. No, not quite, not quite. We're getting close to the end of the show. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and do this. You know, Dolt 45 can be right once in a while. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. In a recent uh, appearance... Donald Trump 
signaled his uh, his bid for the 2024 run against anti-trans rights. You know, he wants to run for president again. We knew he was going to do that. Heck, he could have had two terms and he'd still want to run for president a third time. And then it's adult 45. I don't think he really understands what's going on. But he went on an anti-trans rant during his uh, public appearance. But he admitted along the way that he had no idea what he was talking about. Like I said, even Dolt 45 can be right once in a while. All righty. Trump made the comments in a speech at the first annual summit of the American First Policy Institute, a right-wing Republican nonprofit, on Tuesday, the 26th of July. In an erratic rant, we got used to those, unfortunately, he referred to LGBTQ inclusive education and health care for trans folks and said, quote, Federal, state, and local government should aggressively enforce exist- existing statutes to stop the perverted sexualization of minor children. You have the statutes. He went on to say the society that refuses to protect his children is a society that soon will not be able to protect anybody. Okay, taken out of context, I can actually agree with that. Wow, I actually said that. Uh, he went on to say this is a hallmark of cultural and, so- and social decay against which we should fight back very hard and very soon. We don't have time to wait years to do this. And he you know, rambled on, was awfully disjointed, did his usual thing. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't try to make fun of people. Oh, well, he did because that's Trump. But he did admit somewhere along the way that he really had no idea what he was talking about. Huh. It does happen every once in a while. I got something special for you, Deb, that I'm working on, so just hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, had to stop Deb from uh, messing up what I had lined up for her because I got something special and surprising for her that she didn't know a thing about. Because, well, somebody's laptop is here with something on it for you. Yeah. Anyways, that gives me the opportunity to say uh, stay tuned for the women's show. Uh, Deb, who is it you're going to be interviewing? The Whitmore sisters are going to be on during the uh, special interview segment of Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond. And uh, she's got all kinds of wonderful music lined up for you. And you've got a guest DJ, too, don't you? And uh, Vic is going to be stopping in. Vic Valverde is going to be stopping in for the second half of the show. So, woo! Love when Vic's here. All righty. So we're going to have all kinds of fun lined up for you later on. But we've got all kinds of stuff going on for you here, too. I want to remind you all to check out the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. I'm getting those articles posted as quickly as I can today. So you can, you know, at least read about what I was talking about. Don't forget the KZUM archives. All the uh, programs are there for up to two weeks after original broadcast date. So you get an opportunity to listen again, share it with others, or, you know, just, hey, go check it out. That kind of thing. All righty. So we're going to go ahead and uh, play some Cindy Lauper here on our way out the door as I hand things over to Deb Anderson and... Uh, Hope you enjoy what's coming up for you here on KZUM. I'll be back next week with more news, views, and talk about LGBTQIA, etc. issues. <laughs>